Hey, hey, everyone. Today, we're going to be talking about helping your audience feel seen and heard. Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. All right. If you are new around here and you haven't noticed the name of the show, it is called The No Like and Trust Show. And that's all based on the Bob Berg quote, all things being equal, people are more likely to do business with and refer business to those they know, like, and trust. So I don't often dive into this. I have done a wonderful interview with Bob Berg himself in the past, but no like and trust are three separate words, but that doesn't mean that they're all disconnected. And the first step in building your no like and trust factor is capturing attention or or interest, right? But what about the rest? I'm going to throw this out there and I want you to think about it for just a moment. After capturing interest, how do you build that like and move into trust? The answer, of course, based on the title of this episode, I'm sure you're not surprised, is helping them feel seen and heard. And Those are really basic words. So I want to break this down a little bit because being seen can be an active and a passive thing. I'm not going to dive into the English language and how seen is actually a passive voice verb or any of that fun stuff. I want you to think about all the things you do on a regular basis, right? So you walk down the stairs. Technically, you are seeing the stairs in front of you, but you're not really paying attention to them. So I would argue that those stairs are not being seen. So As opposed to, for example, something that happened to me just this morning, my nine-year-old was not really paying attention to me as I talked to him. And I was like, buddy, look at me. What did I just say? That is how I, as a parent, can say, you need to see what I'm talking about. You need to hear what I am saying. I can direct his focus to do that. That is the difference between being seen and heard and saying that you saw something or heard something. So those basics aside, I have referenced helping your audience feel seen and heard in other ways before on the show. I've said things like headlines that are ripped from your own client's thoughts, for example. And yes, using your client's own words and copy is incredibly important, but we are going to go deeper here. We're going beyond how did you know what I was thinking all the way into, wow, you really understand me. You see my pain. You hear the words I can't even voice myself. And now I know you know me. And just like seen and heard a few minutes ago, I know you know me. Same word, but that emphasis makes all the difference, right? Like, you know what I'm talking about here. So in dating, this is like that mythical love at first sight moment, right? Or maybe lust at first sight, who knows? (laughs) In learning, it's that oh duh moment where you wonder, how did I not see that before? It is so freaking obvious. Wow, I feel a little silly right now. But in marketing, it's not just love at first sight or oh duh. It is like the be-all, end-all moment. It's the moment where the client decides they have to have your thing, whatever it might be. They feel so seen and heard that your solution is now the only solution that they can imagine for them. So I typically don't do touchy and feely kind of stuff on the show. And this is the fun little disclaimer that goes with that. This episode's a little bit touchy-feely. You can't feel seen and heard without it. I mean, it's just when I'm saying there's a difference between no and no, That right there is telling you that it's going to be a little touch and feely. 
And also, I'm going to include three concrete stories to demonstrate how to help your audience feel seen and heard. One of them is personal to my life and not at all business related, but still has really good lessons in it. And the other two are stories from my own clients. Of the three, I'm sure you can learn from at least one and probably all of them ways that you can apply this in your own business and in your own online marketing so you can help your audience feel seen and heard in that profound way that moves you from nice to have to must have. All right. So my first story is about two of my clients. We're going to call them client A and client B because I don't want to get super confusing here, right? This all started when client A, who's been my client for, for several months at this point, sent me an email. She said, wow, started one of my groups yesterday. And as they were introducing themselves and seeing what inspired them to join the group, I thought of you because more than one of them said, it was like Google was reading my texts. It was exactly what I needed to see at just the right time. And one mom whom I'm sending your way complimented me on my marketing. What? All right. So client A did indeed send client B my way. And she is now obviously my client since I'm calling her client B. And when she first booked with me, what she said was, I felt like client A's marketing knew exactly what I was thinking. And obviously she was going to be able to help me. I want you to do that for my own marketing. That's what I want my clients to feel like. That right there is helping your clients feel seen and heard. Now, this happened to be a client that had her own business, right? It might not have been a client that had their own business. It might just have been a consumer of the goods, but they still felt seen and heard. She was just in the looking for a marketing person who could do the same thing. So I actually happened to hear about it, right? But that right there is feeling seen and heard. This is a great level of both the surface level and the deeper level because she felt like Google was reading her text. That's the surface level. And then deepening it, you can do that by starting to ask your clients the questions that they might be too afraid to ask. That will help them deepen that level of feeling seen and heard because you now know the questions that they were a little bit too cautious to voice, which means you really know them. That was story one. So I'm moving on to story two now, which is my personal story. And a, a little background here. I have a three-year-old and ooh, a little more than 18 months ago, so a little more than half of his lifetime ago, I knew something wasn't right. I brought it up with a pediatrician and at the first time I brought it up, she was kind of like, ah, let's wait and see at the next time. She was like, well, if you really want to, we can you know, send him to get checked out. And I just, I knew, I knew something wasn't right. And I didn't have the words to describe it. And I felt very unseen and unheard through this process. Well, Long story short, he does have a speech problem. He has a communication disorder of some kind. We're still trying to get to the bottom of it. And why? Because uh, all the lockdowns and shutdowns and the lack of in-person appointments has really kind of screwed us over through this whole thing. So I'm not going to go into all of the details there. But even before COVID started, I had a lot of people kind of poo-pooing my concerns. We were, you know, dealing with shutdown and then we got bounced around from doc to doc and early intervention even at one point was saying, yes, he needs help, but we can't offer it to you. Go find, you know, private speech therapy. And I was like, it's all closed. I can't get that for him. I need someone to help him. All of that led to me feeling like nobody really understood what was going on. And there was even a practitioner at one point that was like, well, if you think he's got a problem with this, why don't you help him? My response, of course, was like, just because I'm capable doesn't mean that my child doesn't need help. I know he does. 
Now, after a month with his new speech-language pathologist through early intervention that we just started about a month ago, she realized something was off. She told me just this last week that we were going to do an exercise that felt like a step back, but she wanted to do it because after reviewing the data from our past few sessions, she was a little confused by some of the things that were going on. So we did this new exercise, and it showed what I've been trying to say to people all along. My son knows sounds. He knows sounds like M and B and P, but he doesn't put them into words in the right spot. He can say them separately. He can say them in some words, but not other words. The example that we had the other day was she asked him to say moo like a cow, and he kept saying boo like a ghost. And then just two minutes later, she was saying, okay, what's this person on this flashcard doing? The person was waving goodbye, and my son said, my with an M instead of by with a B. Like he's completely transposing things and we can't figure out why, right? She ended the session last week by saying, Asher, I'm so proud of how hard you're trying and also so confused by you. And you might think that that as a mother is really hard to hear. And of course it is. But I felt so seen and heard in that moment because even though she doesn't have the answers, even though I don't have the answers, I feel better that I'm not crazy, that someone sees what I see, and that together we can try and figure out what the next step is. And this right here is key. This is why I'm telling you this very personal story instead of keeping it just to business. Because what I felt in that moment was I know we don't have the answers, but I feel better because I know that this person understands and they can help me find the answers down the road. This is what you want your clients to feel like as they are starting to work with you. You want them to realize that they might not have all the answers yet, but you are going to help guide them to those answers. And then, you know, you better deliver on that or that feeling is going to go away real quick style. All right, moving on to story number three. And this one's more of a like hands-on example. It's something that actually just happened in a recent business GPS intensive that I had with a client a couple days ago. We were talking about her doing a challenge as part of an upcoming launch for a course that she's about to put out. And her course is about resetting your metabolism and getting healthy and getting your energy back and all of those things and obviously dropping a few pounds along the way, right? Now, she knows her best client intimately because she was her best client not that long ago. But even though she really knows her best client well and knows all the thoughts that they've had and all the pain that they're feeling and all the things that they're going through, she was still into the big moves or, or the big results that her program creates, not the quick wins that a challenge needs to deliver. So here's the example. I asked her to give me three things that would help a client restart their metabolism or, or give it like a, a big boost. And her first answer was meal prepping. I said, no, no, no. If we're doing like a three or a five day challenge, that requires way too much planning for a busy single mom. And she was like, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So then she needs to put together five meals a day with a lean protein and healthy carbs. And I was like, oh, nope. Mama doesn't have time to go shop tonight for tomorrow's challenge. What can she do with things on hand that won't take her a lot of time that gives her a quick win? And my client was like, oh, removing processed foods and artificial sweeteners. And I was like, nope, what if that's all she has in the house? Or even worse, what if she thinks she's eating not processed foods, but it is processed and she thinks it's not processed because she didn't buy it at 7-Eleven and she bought it at a real grocery store, but it's still processed. That's something that you can't educate in a challenge. That's part of the coursework, obviously. So this is a really good example. Even though my client knows her best client really well, if she were to put this challenge on, 
her busy single mom would be like, this woman doesn't know me at all. I can't meal prep with a day's notice. I can't put together five meals tomorrow. Who's going to take the time to do that? I, I don't have that time. I'm still putting my kids to bed. And then I need to finish up the report I didn't finish at work today. And you know, all the things like there's a rabbit hole of things that a busy single mom's going to be thinking if the free challenge includes this much work, right? So that would be an example of not helping your client feel seen and heard. And don't worry, I helped my client walk through this. We came up with a really good solution. We narrowed it down to one day adding one thing like a shot of apple cider vinegar, and the next day removing one thing, sweetener from their morning coffee. And then the next day adding a tiny thing, maybe something like a five-minute walk in the morning or a five-minute walk, you know, maybe taking a couple laps around the parking lot when, when mom's leaving work, something like that. So those are quick wins, and they would help the mom feel seen and heard because it's something that she can squeeze into her already busy, frenetic schedule and not end up feeling all crazy-like, right? So I chose this example, this third story for you guys, because it is the perfect example of the expert's curse. We forget what it was like to sit in the pain, even though my client literally lives that life of her best client, because she has all of her health knowledge and all of her metabolism reset knowledge, she's forgotten what it feels like with the overwhelming, oh my gosh, this is a whole new thing I need to learn. Oh my goodness, how am I going to fit this into my busy life? She's forgotten that pain. So using the expert's curse, she's like, oh, you just do this. It's simple. It's not simple to your client. That's why they're coming to you. Again, we forget what it's like to sit in the pain of our clients. And if we do not address that pain, we will straight up miss helping our audience feel seen and heard. All right. So how can you, if you live outside of these three examples, right? How can you help your audience feel seen and heard? You can ask yourself these three questions. If Google read your best client's texts, what would it see right now? What plan or preliminary answer can you give your audience so that they know I've got the answer to the real problem and we can work through it? And third, what quick win can I give my audience that will give them new enlightenment around their problem and therefore set me up as being the knowledgeable expert that can help them get rid of that problem or at least surpass it, right? Those are three questions you can ask yourself right now to help your audience feel seen and heard so that when they are approached with your marketing, they want to see more. They are intrigued enough to take the next step, whether that step is getting on your email list, inquiring about one-on-one -on -one service, listening to your own podcast, whatever it might be, helping them feel seen and heard by what you're already putting out there is the first step to making that call to action happen. All right, guys, I am literally minutes away from launching the Show Up System 2.0. The Show Up System is my content system planner for busy online entrepreneurs like you. It is designed for two kinds of people. The person who does not yet have a team and is still kind of wearing all the hats doesn't necessarily love showing up, doesn't necessarily love marketing and creating content, but needs to get an efficient system around it so that they can be consistent and build their know, like, and trust factor. Or it is designed for the person who has a small team. They've kind of been doing content on their own on the fly for a while, but it's kind of not happening consistently now that they've got that team and they need to train their team in a really good way to show up consistently with content they've already created so that they're not constantly on that content creation treadmill. Those are the two types of people who will find the most benefit from the show up system. 
What is it? It is a short mini course. I promise it will take you less than an hour to get through and you can actually be up and running with your content system in 10 minutes. Yes, crazy promises here. I know but it does give you that opportunity to have you or your VA get up and running in 10 minutes or less so you can start showing up consistently for your people and, you know, helping them be seen and heard. All right, bye guys. I will see you next week. Let me know if you have any questions about the show up system. I am here for you. You can find me on Instagram. My handle is I am Brittany Gardner or of course at BrittanyGardner.com. 